Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always Aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. Hey everybody, it's Roberto and Hatchet. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, we want to wish everybody happy holidays. And this week on Always Aggravated, we've put together a best of 2019. We've been doing this podcast a little over a year now, and we've gone and picked some of the highlights, some of the funniest moments, some of the craziest moments. Um, David, what do you think is going to be on there? What do you remember from 2019? Anything that involves me. Uh, <laughs> no, this is not the best of Hatchet episode. Oh, no. It's everybody, oh. but maybe more of me than everybody. But go ahead and listen, and uh, we'll see you guys in uh, 2020, right? 2020. All right. Have fun. Can you ever tell your barber they did a bad job? Like, I I, I have left um, haircuts before and gone, oh, boy, I think he fucked this up pretty good. <laughs> But like I don't have I don't have the heart to go, yeah, you know, I've been seeing you for five years. Yeah, you did a shit job You're today. Off your game. Well plus, what are, you know, there's nothing they can do. What are they gonna knock five dollars off the cut or ten yeah, bucks? What's off done the is cut? done. What's done is done. I now have to live with it. And this is the point. Sully's hair's been a disaster the last <laughs> month. Oh, oh no. No, no, it has. And we have to we have to cut the shit. It's we, we had to do this without him here because he would get all defensive and upset. But I'm being serious. Can you tell your barber, bro, you just you, you just fucked up my lid? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it. When was the last the time you it? received haircuts? Oh, God. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long. I mean, let's, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, were you back when the Floby was a thing? <laughs> but you know what would always happen? David and I were talking about this earlier. Is that I would go to barber shops, and there would be like the guy that I really liked would be there, you know, younger guy, cut hair great, consistent, and then there'd be like the ninety-year-old guy who was just like, you know, out of his mind, didn't know what he was doing anymore. You know, it's a funny story. It was the same kind of thing in my hometown. So there was a little, a little barber shop, right? And the two, yeah, this is like out of central casting, but the 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 two barbers, there was only two, was Nikki and Tony. And on the left side was Nicky with Notre Dame stuff all over his cubicle or barbershop area. (laughs) And on the right side was Tony, who had a Burt Reynolds mustache. (laughs) And it was Dan Marino memorabilia top to bottom. Now, when I would go in, it wasn't personal. I didn't dislike Tony. I I don't know if the skills were any different on the left side or right side. I always hoped to get Nicky. And it Again, they didn't take appointments. You would walk in. There would be a pile of magazines, probably three or four other guys who look out of a lot of central casting for Goodfellas. <laughs> and you would sit there on a Saturday morning and wait for your haircut. Mm-hmm. And you'd start doing the math on, okay, well, Tony's almost done with his cut. Now, right. Nicky's just starting his. Your, so this your next brain, guy yeah. is going to go over here. But I, as an adult, it matters more. Let's face it. As oh, a kid, wow. who gives a shit? Really? None of us had fashion haircuts. I was getting $7 haircuts. Well, speak yeah, for yourself. I had fashion haircuts as a kid. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and the haircut you rock now is called the Durant. Yeah, oh, there are bald spots in the same it. place. 
But my second to the office is one that I can just watch 15 in a row. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay, now oh, yeah. right, come know, on. That's they did one in Clarkston. I love that. Everyone's got to admit that guilty pleasure. Great. Now, and you know what I love, love too? It. They show seventeen episodes, and I'm like, you know what's funny about it too? Though it's the like it is literally the same show, even with his tagline. Like he'll be like. We're going to a funky little <laughs> joint in Scranton where a former Navy SEAL and a yeah. gypsy vagrant are serving up unbelievable tomatillos. This is the squeaky pig. And you're like, well, fuck it. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. There's it's nothing a- you could say. That I'd be able to be like, oh, that sounds awful. We're going to go to a place slinging pizzas the way your grandma used to. A retired plumber and a stockbroker yeah. open this up after a night of drinking. This is the armadillo face. You know face. what's funny, though? I, I like my kids will watch me watching it. It, it sounds like I, it's like I'm watching porn. Like they'll be making the dishes. <laughs> I'll be like this. I'll be like, oh my god, look at that. Oh, I love when he gets that in the kitchen. Unbelievable. And he break, Like I love the other thing Guy Fieri does too. And I'm not. I'm not being mean because I think the guy gets trashed for no reason. Like he knows he's a goofball. Yeah. But he'll go in there and he's like, then they have him eating the food and he's like, oh yeah, yeah. You got yeah, the yeah. cheese. You got the meat. Yeah. You got you. You're like guy. I saw him put all the shit in the bowl. Yeah. I don't need a review. He's like, oh it's. That's right on. Oh, yeah, that's real deal. Real deal. Flavor town. <laughs> Fish bump. And I'm like, oh, you got to expand your phrases. It's season 30 of this show. Oh, but I am as guilty done. as any. I will end up tuning in because it's the descriptions of the show. Yeah. There's something about it. It's, it's like... We're stopping in El Paso where a four-foot-tall grandma and her illegitimate yeah. grandson decided we're serving burritos. And this they- is the Stinky Pipe. David's kids are still in the range of toys, toys, toys. My kids are getting more of electronics. No, uh, we, we get electronics. You know what I mean? So the toys are kind of out. I, I like David, I like how he talks about your kids like you. Right. You're, you're a bunch of podunk clowns. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> just toys. David's <laughs> kids are still at the building phase like Lincoln Logs. We're into electronics. My God. We're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Go ahead. All right. Now, some of the stuff, I, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the hell it is. Now, how long, so, hold on. How you long guys are going to have to help lists? me out. How long were these lists? Uh, there's on my oldest sons. There's 13 items. Uh, Sully can help me out. You guys can help me out. This I don't know what the hell. Uh, what are Kyrie fours? It's a Nike shoe, obviously. Yeah, that's a, okay. How much is that? Oh, timeout. First, right, one ten probably. Oh, you don't know what Kyrie fours are? No, because he doesn't know who Kyrie Irving is. <laughs> that, fair. That's true. These Kyrie fours. Hey, what's a what's a Kyrie? <laughs> Why does my yeah. kid want something Korean? Right. We're going to the mall looking like an idiot. <laughs> no, I sell like uh, Kyrie Four's hard to find. No, um, so it's a readily available. It's not like a Yeezy or something like that. No, you could literally just go online or go to Foot Locker, go yeah. on Nike website, get those. All right, so that's one hundred and ten. Let's bucks. see, one hundred and five. Okay. It says. So yeah, I was five dollars off. Okay. Okay. Right, well, now hold on. You're upset that your kid wants a pair of uh, kicks. Um. Well, let's just keep going on the list, and you can decide what is what here. I do have questions, okay. by the way, because as someone who doesn't have kids. Yeah. Do, you know who doesn't have $100 shoes? Me. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Roberto, I, okay, that was part of my question was, A, is it wrong when a parent decides what they want to buy for their kid versus what the kid wants? And then second of all, do at any point having kids, do you begin to resent your kids? 
like where you're like, wait, I'm spending all this money on you. You don't bring any money into this household. You don't even do the chores I ask you to do. <laughs> oh, well, they better do the chores. Otherwise, they're not getting anything in my house. Oh, so this is, this is two completely different operations. I don't know about Roberto's this, house. This guy's running a country club yeah, over here. I do well, David, your wife yeah. doesn't even get a Christmas gift, so let's oh, be real. Oh, she gets what D- she needs. Okay. Well, the, the, I'm not when we get to the second that. list, this will really apply because you, right. you guys will really get mad. So, at this. all right, the so finishing out this the, list, the Kyrie Force. Right. Go. Then there was uh, Xbox One X. All right, so that is the 4K adapter. Got to be what five hundred bucks, three hundred. I think yeah, it's no, three hundred bucks. No, with all the controllers, you got to throw a couple of games. So in here's, there. but here's how this works. In, okay, if I ever asked for a video game system as a kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm serious now. You wanted to go down this list, but this is where you don't have the balls. This is where I do think I'd be a good dad if I decided to go down this road. Okay. That's all they get. Yeah. No, that, that would be a big a, ticket item. That That's is, a big ticket. No, that is the ticket. That would yeah. be it. Now, you want to get him some candy. You want to get him some socks. Your stocking and the right, Xbox. Yeah. Some long johns. And again, <laughs> now look. Roberto, I don't think there's any issue that, hey, I, I don't know if your kids have been good this year. I don't even know if you like your kids. I can't tell. They're fine. Everybody's fine. Okay. Well, then to me, now do they both want the Xbox or is it for one? One wants Xbox. One wants PlayStation. Oh, no. <laughs> so no, I've, I've consulted, I've consulted <laughs> with Evan Jenkins. These, these kids are running a racket. No. I've consulted with Evan Jenkins, and he's telling me to go PlayStation. So Here's the point. If you go that route, but they will share one system. David, that obviously. that is that is the one item though. That is yeah, that's it. That's all you okay, would say. Well, it's, it's not. Apparently, item. it's not. So let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, vans clothes and vans shoes. That's a skateboarding. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. All right, I'm not hip to Vans. Sully, I know you celebrate the entire collection. <laughs> I've never been into Vans. Do they skateboard, though? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, then that makes total sense. Yeah, and here's it another, does. Like, th- thrasher clothing. Uh, that's another, I don't know. Uh, probably another, like, um, Vans. Yeah, but what kid asks for clothing? <laughs> well, like, apparently, I never, it, I, like, now I in never, middle school, it's like... Everyone was like one upping each other on like you know. Yeah, but I never asked yeah, but, for clothes. No, but never. See, hold on, time out. You don't recognize that's a teaching moment for you. That is the problem with kids. You don't need. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to one up you. No, dude, I wore the same sneakers to school multiple years in a row. Yeah, all right. Sure. We didn't have a lot. Right. But like Christmas time, that was the splurge. But like, what? Your kids want to wear a certain brand of clothes because <laughs> they got a one up Bob from Sterling Heights? <laughs> Get them Nans instead of Vans. Get them Nans. Uh, <laughs> my God. What do you mean one up? It's not high school. Right. Okay. So here's one. So speaking of that, here's one of the lists on the items are Gucci slides. Wow. All right. Well, we're done. Uh, we're done. They I'm put sorry. That on the list. Uh, I didn't yeah. know Roberto's kid was little Uzi yeah. Vert. Is this an 18 year old or a 12 year old? Uh, 12. You're not buying what? you're not buying Gucci sandals for your son. And that's if a you that's do, a boss thing to put on a Christmas list though. I will give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, but that's right, Mike. What, what does he think his kid is? Machine gun Kelly? Well yeah. those are I mean they're only what hundred bucks more than the Kyrie's would be, oh, so pick one. God. Wait a minute, you're telling me if you want sandals made by Gucci to two hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean oh, you could yeah. get Gucci slides for two ten. Yes. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. I mean, you could, but you could go up to, I yeah. mean, fifteen hundred, yeah, nine hundred. There's some more than that. Way but more. See, that's but is a, that really in fashion? Is that like, is that yes. like, a, like, I'm looking like right now. Straight guys are wearing this shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Yeah, dude. Yes. Gucci's a huge brand. But you don't know what Gucci t- is. 210 oh. on their website right now. There's also yeah, some other retailers. to have a purse or something. Well, other retailers yeah, right. have for one. But you have to understand what used to be in for old, wealthy Italian ladies yep. named it's, Stella yeah. is now what kids are wearing. Like, have you seen the sweatpants with the angry face on them? Yeah, all the rappers are wearing them now. Right, it's it's called bathing ape. Yep. It's like six hundred bucks for sweatpants. Yep, kids are losing their mind. Oh my god! Here's how it works though. Wow. A lot of the kids who have this stuff, they got jerks for parents. That's the point. No mm. eight year old or twelve year old should be interested in a lifestyle brand. <laughs> Here's the deal, bro. Yeah, when I don't you, have that lifestyle. Right, and when you create your lifestyle, you yes. go ahead and get it. Yes, but no, Roberto. Oh, we those, got we got a uh, PlayStation, Xbox. We got all this new stuff. We're eating ramen every night. Your Bro- son is a boss, though. <laughs> Your son is a boss to even put it on the list. Yeah, I'll give him credit. If you don't ask, yeah. you don't know, right? That's right, true. but I think That's as true. a parent, don't you automatically roll your eyes and cross that crap oh, off? Of course. All right, so I wouldn't okay. be wrong. All right, now we go to the eight-year-old's list. Number one on the list, a real basset hound. <laughs> Another dog. So you already have one. You're yes, like, and That's he, what I thought. he's already a peg, pain in my balls. No. They, Do the cannot. kids take care of the first dog? No. I, I have always wow. disagreed with people who buy living, breathing things for Christmas. <laughs> a dog is a commitment. It requires yes. full yeah. family buy-in. Yes. There needs to be training. There need, I, No. My answer would be no. These to kids that. have never picked up one pile of dog poop. Then they don't need a second one. That, see, get rid of the first one. I don't know what's more offensive to me: the Gucci slides or the Basset Hound. <laughs> and I like the fact the kid goes a real Basset Hound. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. Get, what am no, I buying he's you? Smart, a fake though. One? He's smart though, because he knows I'd get around that. Oh, you said you wanted a Basset Hound. Here's a stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> Mama V always made pigs in a blanket for the Super Bowl with the little with the little uh, mini. Oh, oh, mini hot dogs. Those little mini Frank things, What psychopath eats a full-size thing in a blanket? what are you talking about over there? (laughs) No, I'm just just thinking about those. I love them. Roberto's trying to find a way where he can, like, just wrap his thumb in in croissant. (laughs) Well, some people do that. Jesus. Well, they also mentioned how it's an easy dish to make, recipes simple. Yep. Good for a Super Bowl party. Okay, no, that one I've seen at... My Super Bowl parties. Yep. But yeah, that one, that's a classic people have forgotten about. Now, David, where are you at with the hot dogs? Well, I've never, I've never had you that at a Super Bowl party. You don't Bowl dine party. on really? swine. No, well, yes, there has to be a beef hot dog. Making sure. Okay. Making sure. But I've that. never had at a Super Bowl party. I've all had right, it before. But... All right, all right, take it easy. <laughs> i tell you what we'll do for our Super Bowl party for the show. Mm-hmm. I did discuss with Roberto. I think we should get Roberto a chef hat. He should be cooking hors d'oeuvres while the show's going on. <laughs> Uh, and oh, if you right. want, I thought about it too that we can even do it in a um, I will toaster I, oven. I will get the pigs in a blanket mate. Yeah, I'm in. Beef hot dogs, I'm all in. Oh, I'm gonna slip the pork in. No, just no, to you're trick not. You. Yeah. Okay, I bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it easy. Uh, next, okay. So number seven, how about this one? <laughs> Potato skins. Love them. What's Absolutely. not to love about the classic combination of cheddar cheese, bacon, right. sour cream? And all that. You're not an American if you don't like it. You're a communist. May may I make a suggestion, though? This is just how I feel about potato skins. Mm -hmm. The wetter, the better. Yes. They got, you have to inundate them with moisture. There has to be ample cheese. Yes. Ample sour cream. And your bacon cannot be dehydrated moon cheese. It's got to be. Potato skins are meant to, meant to be ooey, ooey, gooey. Ooh. Take a look at my basket. Yes. But you know what I mean. Nothing worse. You bite into a potato skin. 
it's, dry, it's like fiberglass. Yeah, that's what happens like five hours now, after David, they've been made. Now, David, if I put the bacon on a potato skin, you're out. I am. Oh. See, I, I used to have them when I was a kid, of course, but I just don't I do not do the swine anymore, so I don't oh. have potato skins in 10 years. Unbelievable. Gosh. Hey, you want to get away? Yes, right now I do. Relax, have a good time, get to the D, Las Vegas. Everything you need, the D, renovated. Enjoy all the delights of Vegas, except the big bill on your room. And again, it's winter time here in Detroit. It's winter in most places. Get the hell out and get moving. And the D has it all. The Long Bar, their new sports book, brand new. Circa Sports open at Golden Gate right down the street. Their sister property and everything in between. So check it out. It's the D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. It is your home for sports in Vegas. Roberto, you greeted us this week with the story of how Saturday morning you're producing a show, naturally, and you vomited all over yourself. <laughs> is that is that accurate? Yeah, speaking of gross, yes, it was a very gross incident. So I get in here, you know, early on Saturday mornings I'm here. I get here around, you know, quarter to seven. And uh, usually what I like to do is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not a, that early of a morning person. So I always feel like kind of just, you know, your stomach kind of feels weird. And so I like to take me a little Zantac. And then I like to follow that up with a little milk oh. to just settle the stomach. Now I go to the marketplace we have set up here in the compound. and uh, It's like a little corner store that's here with a computer that you scan and then you pay the price gouging that we fall victim to at this company. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, the bistro right. is a cool idea, but price gouging your employees isn't. <laughs> so, so, right, I paid my, you know, $3 for this milk or oh, whatever. And, uh, uh, and, I'm, and I'm always so paranoid about expiration dates. So the first thing I do is I look at it. And it said something about like like September twenty something. So I go, okay, that sounds reasonable. It's a little closer than I like, but okay. Wait a minute, a little closer than you like it. September, what was that? At that 5th, point, it was probably 6th? like, yeah, right. When do you buy your milk? Six months in advance. Well, I, you, you buy know. it when it's in the cow's tits. Like when, <laughs> when do you plan on I buying like this fresh stuff? milk? Uh. So I get back to uh, the desk and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm opening this milk up, not even thinking about it. I'm working on a show here and I'm twist off the cap and undo the, the little label there, and without even thinking twice about it, I just put it right to my mouth and go straight back. And uh, Paul, Sarah, the guy that's producing next to me, he sees my eyes turning in his white, like, saucers, mm. and I just spit it all over the place. I looked inside and it was all like cultured and like rancid and like it was like cottage cheese. Oh. <laughs> it was all like I've never had that happen in my life. I've never drank Pre, bad milk before. Pre-expiration date by two weeks. Right. That doesn't make any sense. I know. You couldn't smell it before you? No. Not at all. I put it right to my mouth and then I thought maybe it was ice because sometimes at home it gets a little maybe it gets a little ice. Does that open up a lawsuit? I don't know. I don't know. I I honestly, I think I'd fund you suing this company. (laughs) I'd be just for on-air content. It'd be unbelievable. But it just always day seventeen of the Beauchene milk incident trial. It just always reminds you though to check those expiration dates. But but then you know there's cases where there's a lot of people out there that don't care. A lot of people think that expiration dates are bullshit. Well. Okay, time out. Especially on like canned goods and uh No, expiration dates are law. 
<laughs> right? Yes. No, I remember like my grandparents would be like, "Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit." Here, the, this you know, this expired five years ago. It's fine. Don't worry. I remember. Oh, it was a couple. <laughs> A couple Tuesdays ago, I went out and like we had sour cream that was in within two days oh. of expiration. And no, and my wife was like, it, "It'll be fine. It's within two days." No. I went, "Nah, I'm going no. out." Uh-uh. Right, good for you. You know, I'm not going to get sick on Taco Tuesday. Right, it's not my. No, no, no. There you go. Why don't you put your lips on LeBron's ass, you little super nah. fan? You hear Sully mouthing that? It's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> LeBron is such a goof. That is but the, uh, amongst um, many, but have you ever, any of you ever had that happen where you ate something ba- or you knew something was expired before no. after you took no. a bite of it? No, because like I don't know. I would assume everyone's had food poisoning once. No, I'm. Yeah, you remember mine? Well, David, you threw up mid show, <laughs> and I can't say where you got your food from. Yeah, but that's. I crazy. remember making that's the crazy. comment saying, "Dude, that sandwich yeah. looked like it got baptized. It was oh, shiny. Yeah. It was." It just wasn't right. I never and saw a black guy turn green before. It <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was David's best trick ever. This is a millennial slang term for all the parents out there. Yeah, from uh, this is from the Thought Catalog website. The fuck is that? <laughs> Some website that has a story. Here's 77 millennial slang words that will have you shook. Even when you're young, it's hard to keep up with all the new millennial slang, but this list is here to help you fit in with the crowd. So I'm going to give you guys some words here. Tell me, you might know some of these, but tell me what your guess is and if you know what the hell these words are. <laughs> so let's start with one that I think some of you guys will know, and that's FOMO. I know that. FOMO's high on these C- lists. Can I buzz in? Oh, yeah. I used to be called that all the time. No, no, FOMO. <laughs> oh. uh, fear of missing out. Yes. I know oh. that. I know that. Did you not know that, Roberto? I knew I know that. I knew. I've heard that used, though, in, in popular culture. No, because that's really like... That's on the high level. You see that in magazines. God, I feel like I should be dressed in a gray like suit. I, I'm hip. I'm cool. I feel like <laughs> Dr. Evil. All right, but yes, I got one. I'm off the board. So what about, let me ask you this one then. That's on here. Jomo. J-O-M-O. <laughs> J-O-M-O? J-O-M-O. Joy of missing out? There you go. Good. Right. See? The opposite of it. Yay! Wait, so, so kids are what? texting these things, though. Like, yes. this is, oh, dear God. Yep. All right. All right, another one here. Darty. Uh, fuck you. Can you spell that? <laughs> Darty. D-A-R-T-Y. This is a big, uh, this is actually a big, like, college word, college thing. Darty. Darty. Yes. Uh, I, now, I'm, I'm dead serious. My sister just graduated college. <laughs> she would know what it, she would know what it is. I bet you money she wouldn't. I bet you she would. Especially because yeah. of where she went to school. Like a dirty, like and obviously, a dirty party? If she doesn't, if she doesn't pick up. She can, uh, we can edit it out, but here, I don't give a damn. I'll oh, call darn, it right is it like an oh. all dude party? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Wait. Hang on. Don't, don't, don't do it. Hold on. I'm going to find out. I'll see if she takes my call. She used to take all my calls. Now I'm kind of, I'm, <laughs> I'm teetering on that loser zone. Nah. Got sent right to voicemail. Unbelievable. All right. I'll all right, try, so- I'll try her again later. But yeah, I, I, Darty? I have never heard my kid sister use that word. Neither of them. I got two younger sisters. I've never, Darty? So Darty. It's a, it's a big college thing. A darty simply describes a party that take pl- takes place during the daytime. A day party, a darty. That's oh, what it's that's, called. It see, often includes pools, tank tops, bikinis, or just no, da- or just day drinking at a college. But there's no see. This is where people you've get never mad used at that, have you, Sully? 
No, I've heard it. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't use it. No. No. My point is that <laughs> there was no reason to make that word. Right. <laughs> Just say party. Right. right. If the party starts during the day, well, no shit, it's a day party. This is where people hate millennials. Darty. Holy mercy. Next. All right, oh. next, David. I'm. I wonder if you'll know this one because you obviously are on social media just like I am. Finsta. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, Finsta. I, I'm. I'm. I'm getting ready to go do something or whatever. No, that's no. This is. You're talking about Finna. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah. No, that's Roberto, no. That's Roberto. what you're thinking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Finsta. This, this, we don't, got here. You're no. thinking about like, yeah, I, I'm Finna I'm go fin- get something. I'm Finna go do yeah. something. Yeah. Finsta is. I give you a hint. You know, social oh, it's media. Oh, about Instagram. Correct. Any guesses? And this, a lot of people, I didn't, I didn't even know this one until like years ago. My little cousin said People's it, and I had to look it up. Kids are talking like this. Finsta. I don't know. I thought it was like a, you... uh, I thought it was like a you porn category. <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you hear this description. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, of course, Roberto would think like that. Honestly, if there's anyone out there who wants to help Roberto, <laughs> I please help him. Oh, man. David, he doesn't need pastoral counsel. He needs psychological <laughs> yes, he counsel. Does. Oh yeah. So you guys have heard of like burner accounts, obviously, on social media, but this is somewhat similar. Finsta. Kevin Durant. Finsta is a term that is short for fake Instagram. The the term is misleading because the page is designed to show off the real aspects of your daily life that you wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with followers on a regular Instagram. (laughs) You lost me. Because we know how people are always trying to, you know, show their Instagram off like they live a life they don't. So Finsta's for the real life Instagram. See, the problem is I, I could bring something up here, but it would totally sidetrack the pod. Is mm. it, what Sully just brought up there is probably my biggest problem with, well, <laughs> second or third biggest problem with social media. Hey, go ahead. You can yell at me, Sully. I just I think all of it's bullshit. Right. I think everyone's trying to play pretend. No one's actually showing you the real life. Because they only want to show you the good shit or pretend shit. They're never going to show you the bad shit. Oh, of the course. The bad stuff that happens to you. you they, they never. People want to present this picture and it ain't real. Like it's perfect. Yeah. When I, like when I left social media, I mean, a big part of it was I just got tired of dealing with dickheads and assholes. And the other part was truthfully, I started to dislike people that I actually like in real life. Yeah. By seeing what their social media persona was, I'm like, wow, I absolutely hate you. It's well, better if I don't see before this. We, <laughs> before we started recording, I was talking about that, that I'm actually considering taking mm-hmm. Facebook off of my phone. You absolutely should. As a baby yeah. step, just because I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, I'm telling I'm you, getting angry. The, Stop pleasuring the me The studies anymore. are going to come out, and maybe they already are. The damage that social media has done to our society, it's incalculable. And it will only be measured 15, 20 25 years down the line. I'm telling you. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I've been away from social media for years. I'm telling you, bro. Like, it's it, there's no point to it. Now, if I'm a kid in college, it's different. Go for it. You want to be on social media? It's how you link up with friends. It's how you get laid. It's how, whatever. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Man, I'm 38 years old. What the hell am I doing on social media? How many pictures of your goddamn baby do I need to see? And here's a newsflash. It ain't cute. Stop putting it up there. And now I'm yeah yeah I'm in all these weird things on like the marketplace. I'm getting all these swap things for sale, and people are posting oh clothes and shit. I don't I don't need all that, nah, man. I'm telling you. But we, what you said about it, people posting fake life. A few years ago, they had that. It was called the Bow Wow Challenge. What the yes. hell? Is, and oh, what hold, is, on. And hold, what, on. hold on, hold on. Hey, thank you for calling <laughs> me back. Hold on, I am I'm live on the podcast right now, and I have a question for you. Sully is doing a millennial dictionary. Have you ever texted or said the following term, darty? You have. <laughs> I, I told you. Ask her, ask her to define it in her words. Can you define darty? 
It's a day party. Yes, I knew. I told you she would. All right. I want to congratulate you that you're no longer my sister, and I will speak with you later. Dirty. Hold on, Sully. Give me one more. Let let me let me just see if I've totally lost faith in, in her. V. He's just said the word V to me. If you say V, good. Do you ever say V, good? Uh, that's a hard no from her. But she knows what it is. Do you know what that is? No, she does not know. Very good. Yeah, people say oh, it instead of very. Said, okay, yeah. she knows. So, all right, she said very good. You can't say the word it. very. That's too <laughs> yeah, much. Right, right, right. right. All right, here, I'm going to test you on one more because I'm, I'm enduring this segment right now. Um, here we go. For, for 400, here we go. Finsta. Have you ever used the turd? The turd. The term Finsta. No, she yeah, thinks that, that's that, stupid. That's a really younger, younger okay. one. I thought um, it was Finsta on you. Fin know. Okay, you're done. <laughs> Okay, she says she knows what many of these are, but thinks they're dumb. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, thank you. Great talking with you, and uh, appreciate your consultation. Thank you. All right, David, thanks you as well. All right, <laughs> love you. Bye. I knew she'd know what dirty is, especially where she, you know, college. I got to tell you, at least she redeemed herself a little bit later by telling me she doesn't use a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like I have to allow darty. <laughs> okay, carry on. Okay, let's, let's use this word. Uh, Mike, you use this on air sometimes, but how would you define it? A millennial word, woke. Oh, that's me making fun of people. When yeah. I say, oh, let me show how woke I if am. You're wo if, if you say, hey, you're woke, Please if someone's form. woke. Uh, it's someone trying to pretend that they are super, super, like, overly, t overly compassionate, overly uh, aware of all social issues, yeah. overly... Um, well, compassionate is understanding, but it's like this idea that you're always on the right side of every argument yes. because you are super woke. That there's not a social issue that you even have a remote thought that would challenge the social norm or the majority. You are woke. You're woke to everyone's cause. Thoughts and prayers and yep. I stand with you and <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe this. And it's, it's almost like being woke requires being outraged. Yeah, exactly. So the exact millennial dictionary definition is being aware of current affairs. No. Bullshit. Well, that that's the same type of thing. It's, it's, being, a, it's, a, it's, it's acting like you're really aware, even though you have yes. only a baseline intelligence it's of an it and knowledge. Definition, yeah. And it comes with a huge, heaping, dripping spoonful of self-righteousness. <laughs> well, Big Power's at it again, leaving people in the dark. And you know the deal. Winter, snow, ice, winds, power outages. Big Power don't give a damn. They'll let you sit there and freeze your ass off. So what are you going to do about it? You go to Power Home Solar. That's what you do. You own your power. You don't rent it. Bottom line, Power Home Solar is the number one residential solar provider in the state. They're installing American-made panels, 30-year warranty. So you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, they're building a movement towards cleaner, greener energy. You want to see if solar's right for your home, go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com, or you give them a call, one 800 Solar 15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. Last week, we had an eventful taping. Now, you'd never know from the taping because once the frustration had subsided, we just do our thing and the laughter begins and we have a good time. But we decided in post-production, wait a second, what took place was so good and so much, well, juicy and it was fun. Um... We had to make it a topic a week later, and it was, look, simple. We always joke around about freakouts, right? If you listen to our regular show here, if you're a Detroiter who, who listens to us locally, we always play the audio of, like, Bill O'Reilly freaking out. We'll do it live! and Or, like, whenever we need a laugh in the office, we'll cue up, like, TV news 
bloopers or rants, you know, people saying potty words on the air. Or, well, yeah, the, the, the classic examples are, yeah, Bill O'Reilly's probably the number one. Number two is the Christian Bale rant. Oh, my God. Love that one. Oh, good. Good <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> um, and then in the movies, you know, Office Space, yes. uh, American Beauty, a lot of great yes. scenes of just having enough. Well, uh, Michael Bolton. Office space. <laughs> I had my printer moment last week. Now, if anyone knows our background, right, the, the, we have a very infamous relationship with the equipment in this office. And I mean, whether it be chairs breaking, computers crashing, printers uh, going on to fritz, or this is the biggest one. Microphones falling apart in your hands. <laughs> our show. I, 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 you want to trigger me. That is how. Like, my minimum request is can the equipment please, please work. Well, last week, we go into taping, and, and time of taping for us generally. Crucial. Well, it is. We like to tape before the show Tuesday for a Wednesday release. And we come in, and we slate this, and then we go on the air. Um, it just works. We all mentally are prepared to do it on Tuesdays to do the extra and, and go. Well, last Tuesday, I come in. And I was already annoyed. I was already pissed off because my computer and Sully was in the cube before the pod. My computer decided that was the day it was going to lock up. And don't even start. I've, I've already said to Sully, we are better off bringing our laptops in than using these hillbilly office computers that this company saddles us with. Let's just call it what it is. Okay. So I was already annoyed. And I walk in. Now, the other thing with the pod, too, like a little behind the scenes like, we don't just walk in, hit a button, and go. Sully gets the board ready, you know, gets the mic levels ready. David comes in, Roberto comes in, I come in. Well, David comes in last. Well, yeah, unless, jumps in. unless you're David, he says, go, let's yeah. go. I don't need to prep. <laughs> <laughs> but so so Sully's got the board all set up, and, and, you know, he's rolling. I come in last week, and I'm going to play the audio. I decide, you know, look, well, no, originally Roberto didn't want to play the audio. And I'm like, Roberto, this is gold. A, it humanizes me. Like it makes like I I freak out just like everybody else. Like I I don't think it's possible to work at a company for any amount of time, more than, you know, a few months. If you've been at a company for years, you've worked in an office for years. I don't think it's possible not to have an office freak out like it like. I know, Roberto, you're obsessed with, like, office freakout videos where oh. you, you, you show me guys punching their computer and we all laugh <laughs> wildly. <laughs> so what we've done is this. I'm gonna, I, we're going to play the freakout because, obviously, when I walk in, we weren't recording. We were about to record. And then I reach up and I, I just adjust the microphone and it falls apart. I mean, the microphone... Into, like, f five pieces. It well, right. Then I obviously... Slam the microphone on the table. I mean, obviously, you're going to hear that. My point is, this thing was already collapsing upon itself. And that just set me off. Well, it had been growing for months. Yeah, Because yes. you use the same microphone every time. So well, it, was getting, been, it was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Well, no, it's also live on the air. Sully had the microphone fall apart. He went Several to, times. He went to pass it to David. The microphone <laughs> bounces off the table. We're live on the highest rated show in Detroit. <laughs> a and, couple and, of times it has. Right. And, and, this, and, and this is what we're dealing with. So, like, you have to understand the background of this. The collapsing, breaking microphone or the stanchion that comes out of the table problem has been long standing. Now, we walk in. I don't 
look, clearly I don't realize Sully's recording. But I'm being a good sport about it because I'm going to be honest. I laughed my balls off after we listened to it, and the anger had subsided, and we did a good pod last week. I'm like, this is gold, Jerry. Gold. So here's what I I want to play the freak out, and then you guys can bust my balls. But then we need to get to it. David has a study about the most common causes of office freakouts. Roberto has some of the worst actual freakouts in the history of mankind in the office. Because I think everyone identifies with this. Sully, delight the masses. I mean, really? There's always stuff breaking. I get a get professional fucking setup. Damn it. Fuck it. Roberto, no, stop worrying about filming it. Enough. Right fucking there. had it. Here. Here. Fucking sick of it. <laughs> shit breaking in the studio. Shit breaking here. Is there anything else on the floor? Were you recording that? Not all of it. No. It can't <sighs> I mean, some of it, yeah. You can't it. use that. What's the matter with you? I love that. Oh, what a what a what a proud moment! <laughs> I mean, listen, it is what it is. I just I, I think everyone's had a freak out. I just I, I I can't take shit breaking anymore. I get tired of it. And then it's 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 funny. It's like I don't know, Roberto. You were you were you're like, oh my god. I'm like, wait a second. You, you you freaked out. I I can't even repeat what you said about your computer in your studio last week. <laughs> Remember when you were you yeah. were starting to edit? It was oh, giving I, you the pinwheel. I, the, yeah, the expletives fly like crazy. <laughs> right. But, um, I don't know. It, it was crazy because I was editing last week's podcast, and I w- I thought that that was not recorded. So I was I was kind of bummed out. I was like, well, whatever. Well, it's not like we would put it on there anyway, right? And then once 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 you're like. Bro, I got, I got. I came and ran to you and said, "You got to come listen." <laughs> and then I think I liked it more than you did because I'm like, "Well, in hindsight, yeah, I mean, I look like an idiot and an asshole, but that's funny." One of my personal favorite movies of all time. I think it's a great film and certainly a higher caliber than Roadhouse. But Volume Two of our movie celebration deep dive. It is the classic Casino. Or as Sully calls it, that casino movie. (laughs) It's a good movie. Uh, Roberto, if you will, you have prepared some research and talking points to discuss. I know this will devolve into you just doing Pesci imitations. Well, I can't wait for that. Once we get, soon we'll get to the best scenes part. But yeah, you know, for people that haven't seen the movie, it's directed by Martin Scorsese, released in 1995, De Niro, Sharon Stone, Joe Pesci. Uh, It was based on a book uh, by Nick Pileggi called Casino Honor, Love and Honor in Las Vegas. Uh, I've read the book several times. You, it's it's a must read. It's how do you, hold on, hold on. You're not going to get away with that shit here. Well, how do <laughs> stop, stop? How do how do you read a book several times? Who the, I have never in my life okay, if you read ask, a book and then I go back and go, this shit was so good, I got to read it again. You could ask my wife this. I I have a huge cabinet in my you know man cave that has all my music autobiographies and mobster books. I can read the same book ten times. That is a sickness. And find something in there that I, that I I've didn't. watched the movie a thousand times. I, a, I've never read the book, and B, no book I've ever read has ever been opened again. 
<laughs> like literally, oh, this book's done. Shut bookshelf. It's a good bathroom book. You just keep it in there, and uh, oh my you god! Know. All right, carry on. So, now, it, the book for the people is the book really worth reading if you've seen the movie a thousand times? Well, what's cool about it is that there's a lot more there. So, if you love the movie, of course, I, I would say that the book is sort of like a four-hour version of Casino. Did Sharon Stone die earlier in the book than the movie because she should have been dead an hour earlier in the movie? No, she lasts till the end of the book. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, We'll get to that later. So yeah, the movie, you know, De Niro obviously stars as Sam Ace Rothstein. Um, he's a gambling handicapper, uh, works for the Chicago mob to see oversee the day-to-day -day operations of the Tangiers Ace Casino. Ace is high! Now a little trivia, Sully. Was the Tangiers a real casino? I don't believe it was, no. That is correct. <laughs> it was based on the Stardust, which um, De Niro's character is based on uh, Frank Lefty Rosenthal, who ran the Stardust, the Fremont Hacienda Casinos in Las Vegas in the 70s and early 80s. And if Roberto could time travel, he would go back to this oh, of era. of course. Yes. Now, Joe Pesci plays Nicky Santoro in the movie, a real-life mob enforcer based on a real-life guy in Chicago named Anthony Spalatro. And one of the nuttiest, oh my God. scariest characters in real life, too. Ever. Yeah. See, now you're going to get me to read this book. I got vacation I'll bring coming it up. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. want your book. I'll On have the to plane. I'll have to blacklight it. I don't want that book. <laughs> I'll buy my own fucking book. I don't want anything that's been in your house for nah. too long. <laughs> the other big guy just tells me it's a toilet book. He wants to give me the book. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you insane? Now, Sharon Stone plays uh, Ace Rothstein's wife, Ginger who was based on, in the real book, her name was Jerry McGee. I wanted her dead within 45 minutes of her debut in the film. <laughs> this is Casino's greatest failing as a movie. Sharon Stone lasted too long. It got to a point where every scene I wanted her dead. Well, yeah, she was very good in that role, too. Give me my money, it. Sam! <laughs> I love when Pesci yells at her. He's like, how am I going to get your money now? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, let's get into that then. Before, because I also got some trivia on talk about the soundtrack, but but really, I want to get into the best scenes. I have ten scenes here, not in any order, but you tell me. Just based on, I'll, let me give you two words. I'm just going to give you two words of each, each best scene. Okay. You tell me if you agree. Oh, I'm going to do terrible at this. All right, Pesci and uh, De Niro's banker, the guy that's talking to the <laughs> that he wants his money back. Oh, when it, when when he arrives at his house. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. What oh, a great. Well, say, well, well, you got give the people a little elaborate. <laughs> well, he says uh, he, he tells the guys like, yeah, I think I want my money back, and he's like, Oh, come on, Nick. You know we can't do that. You know he's like, You know what? I think you got the wrong impression about me. I think in all fairness, I should tell you what it is that I do. <laughs> He's real calm, super calm. Roberto like, has never been into anything more than what's happening right now. He says, now. Uh, for instance, I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and get dressed, walk over to the bank, walk in and see you. And if you don't have my money for me, I'll crack your fucking head wide open in front of everybody in the bank. <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, De Niro's in like a pink bathrobe in this scene. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's got you like, can't do that? He's got that cigarette holder like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> It's, by the way, Sully has yet to crack a smile. This is not resonating <laughs> No, at so all here's the him. thing with me with Casino 2 is that I find myself laughing more at the movie than, you know, shocked or intrigued or, you know, you what know scene horrified. <laughs> I was part horrified and part laughing hysterically, still to this day, is when 
Pesci hooks up with Sharon Stone in a construction, uh, <laughs> like in a trailer. trailer. <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. Oh, will you uh, sponsor me? And it's uh, like, oh, my uh, God, so what is happening? Yeah. No, you're both dead now. It's just a total, uh, it's just drugged out Sharon yeah, I, Stone. I, I do have one of those, too. Okay, how about this one? This is epic. The cowboy, cowboy boot scene. The guy, uh, Nikki sends a guy into the casino uh, to skim it, basically. And there's this, like, real, like, you know, cowboy guy. He's got his feet on a table, cowboy hat on, and um, Don Rickles, who plays the casino manager. I thought Rickles was unbelievable in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and Alan King's in it. So a lot of, like, old school, like, you know, nothing came better. up in the Sinatra era guys. Nothing better than Rickles taking orders to go get a shotgun and, like, he's waddling <laughs> around. I, I thought remember, Rickles was flawless. Remember, Rickles asked the guys, like, will you please get your feet off the table? He's like, the, the cowboy guy's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and he goes back, to, Rickles goes back to De Niro, he goes, Fucking asshole won't budge. <laughs> it's like the guy looked like he was gonna break a plate over his head. But no, I thought Rickles was. It was one of those best little character, like uh, a cameo. He was awesome. In it. Um, another one is um, obviously this is a big one. Is Cheaters Justice, where the two guys are in the casino trying to you know work a work an angle and cheat the casino. Yeah. And they recognize this and bring the guy in the back room. They take a hammer to his uh, knuckles. And uh, and when I doing the research on this, I read that that was really a, a thing that would happen very regularly. Well, yeah, it was the '70s and '80s yeah, in I mean, Vegas, like and the, the mob ran a lot of casinos. What do you What do you think you were going to put a complaint <laughs> into corporate? No, I mean it was a totally. Well, I thought he was going to send him to HR. Yeah, uh, sir, you're going to be blacklisted from here. No, I mean it was a different day and age.